Friday, 29th of September, 2023. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Acts 20, verse 28. In the previous verse, Paul noted that he had not shunned to declare to them the whole counsel of God. Now, and using that as an example for them to follow, he says, Therefore, take heed to yourselves. Paul is speaking to those in charge and reminding them that they first need to oversee themselves or everything which follows will be wrong. As the pulpit commentary says, quote, He that is careless about his own salvation will never lie careful about the souls of others. The pulpit commentary is correct if it is referring to one's state in salvation, not in the state of salvation itself. In other words, if a person is saved, the state of his salvation is no longer in question, but his condition as a saved believer can and does change. Paul's words are that these already saved believers must take heed concerning their actions as believers. 1 Timothy 4.16 is a great comparable verse to consider. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. At first, the words of 1 Timothy 4.16 appear to be pointing to works-based salvation, but that is not the case. In teaching right doctrine, those who are taught will be saved, if they choose to accept God's gracious offer in Christ. In caring for the salvation of others, a minister is demonstrating that he cares for his own salvation. It is the gospel that brings salvation to men. As for the verse in Acts, Paul continues with, and to all the flock. Drawing on the symbolism found throughout scripture, the shepherd tends to his flock. The word translated as flock is the neuter noun poimnion. It is a flock of herding animals, especially sheep. In emulation of Jesus, the good shepherd, Paul asks them to continue in this same care for those entrusted to them. This endowment is, according to his words, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. The Holy Spirit is the one who consecrated these men to be overseers of their flock in Ephesus. The idea here is first a desire to serve in this capacity and then with the approval of those who will be shepherded by them. As those in the church are believers, sealed with the Holy Spirit, then these men have, by implication, been made overseers by the Holy Spirit. As for the term overseers, Paul now uses this term, episkopos. It is derived from epi, upon, and skopos, a watcher or a mark on which to fix the eye as if using a scope. Hence, it is an overseer. He is one who views intently. It is to be remembered that in verse 2017, the term presbyterus or elder was used. Thus, the words are being used synonymously for the individual even if the substance of the word is different. They are elders, 
and their job is to oversee. This word episkopos is used five times, four by Paul and once by Peter in 1 Peter 2, 25, when speaking of Jesus. Hence the church overseer is to be like the ultimate overseer, Jesus. He carefully watches over the souls of his people, as noted in 1 Peter, and these men are to do likewise and shepherd the church of God. Here, Paul uses the verb form of the word translated as flock. He just used poimaino. It signifies caring for the flock, inclusive of feeding them, protecting them, directing them, etc. The KJV says feed. That is only a part of what a shepherd does, and thus it is an inadequate translation. As for the words, the church of God, Although seemingly straightforward, this is one of the most debated verses in the New Testament. Along with 1 Timothy 3.16 and 1 John 5.7, this verse has several marked textual variations. One is the Church of the Lord, and one is the Church of the Lord and God. Paul uses the term Church of God around ten times, with variations on that theme making even more but never Church of the Lord. However, that doesn't mean it wasn't his intent here. The difference is important, particularly because of the next words he will say. As for the church itself, it is a, it is a called out assembly of believers. It is at this direction, it is at the direction of those who lead it, just as Israel was at the direction of the king appointed over them. just as Israel was at the direction of the king appointed over them. When the king strayed, the people inevitably did so as well. Likewise, when an unsuitable leader is found within the church, those he leads will likewise go astray. But this should never be the case because, as Paul next says of Jesus in relation to the church, As Paul next says of Jesus in relation to the church, which he purchased with his own blood. The word purchased signifies to fully acquire. The payment for the souls of those in the church was complete when Christ shed his blood. Concerning the words his own blood, they are in the emphatic position, literally which he purchased through the blood the own. The meaning of the word blood is death. The life is in the blood. It isn't as if Jesus could have drawn out a pint of his blood and said, here, use this to buy the church, as implied in the words with or which. Rather, when the blood is shed, death is the result. The payment for the souls of God's people is the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. It is through his death that man has life. Paul's words are carefully selected and spoken out to these men as a point of theology. These words are why the textual variations are so contested. If God is intended, then it is absolute evidence of the deity of Christ. If God has his own blood, then it must be Jesus who is being referred to. Those who wish to intentionally diminish the deity of Christ would naturally prefer Lord and vice versa with those who desire to prove his deity.
However, Christ's deity is so obvious from other portions of scripture that only a person who intentionally denies the premise could miss it anyway. Life Application In the words of this verse, Paul notes that these elders are to lead the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. As noted, this was, and continues to be, based on a selection and appointment process. The pastoral epistles give the necessary qualifications for such leaders. Therefore, the idea of the Holy Spirit making people overseers is inclusive of what is recorded there. As such, if a person does not meet those minimum qualifications, the Holy Spirit does not at all make that person an overseer. The church departed from the word which is given by the Holy Spirit, and it failed to uphold its sacred duty. The obvious point of this is that a church that failed to do as instructed is not an acceptable body of believers. This does not mean that those in the church are not saved. They may or may not be but they have placed themselves in a state of apostasy because of their selection and appointment. Just as the nation of Israel devolved into inappropriate conduct during the rule of a bad king, so that particular church body will devolve as well. This is the inevitable path for such things. If you are in a church that has appointed leaders whose qualifications are not in accord with the pastoral epistles, you should work to get that corrected or leave that church, otherwise your own walk will suffer. O oh God, you have given us your word to lead us and direct us. Within that word are directions for men to be selected and designated as leaders within our local church. Help us to use wisdom in selecting men who meet the qualifications laid out by you. We wish to remain a body that is living in accord with your will. So help us to act accordingly in our leadership choices. Amen. You will teach me God's way to live. You will teach me God's way to live. Being with you will fill me with joy. Being with you will fill me with joy. Acts 20 verse 28 Great, thank you Joe.